grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping It With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to episode 55. Wow, Rach, what an absolutely roller coaster of an episode last week, celebrating our first anniversary. I know, such a milestone. And um, yeah, it was great sharing our thoughts on the last year of creating the podcast and, you know, what it goes into making it. And we're so glad that you've enjoyed what we've done so far and here's to the next year thank you so much for all 35,000 of you who've listened so far and um, onwards and upwards we've got such an amazing next year ahead of us with the Platinum Jubilee I mean not, I'm going to call it out and it's, it's just really upset me we still haven't had our email yet Rach for the Trooping of the Colour with the Queen <laughs> well I don't think we've got a spot because it was um on Monday wasn't it that we were supposed to get an email if we'd been successful and we didn't get one so we didn't get one but we're going to really shoot in the colour on the Saturday and we'll be on the mall for trooping the colour so we'll we'll be there it just we just won't be in the enclosure I'm quite excited about actually about being on the mall I think it's going to be a great experience so with the atmosphere soaking it up and being around other like-minded people like us you know being a crazy royal fan yeah totally yeah just super super excited so today we're going to be talking about Commonwealth Day and we've also got quite a lot of information this week about Sophie the Countess of Wessex so that's what's coming up in today's episode so stay tuned let's head straight to the Royal Roundup The Countess of Wessex, who had been working as a volunteer of the Royal Voluntary Service, met Edna, a lady she's been speaking with over the phone as part of her NHS volunteering responders programme. Now, if you've seen the video, you'd know that Edna was celebrating her 90th birthday. And Sophie said this was meant to be as she was visiting Liverpool and she knew she had to meet Edna in person. What a wonderful engagement. <laughs> this was. I say engagement, but it was a meeting, wasn't it? Oh, it was so lovely. And um, Sophie even said to her, didn't she? She was like, when she gave her a hug, and I think Edna got quite emotional. Yeah. She was like, I can't believe we're meeting in person. Sophie even said, oh, well, I'll talk to you next week anyway, won't I? Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's obviously an ongoing yeah. thing, an ongoing friendship. And I, and I absolutely love this. Um, what a great resource of time that Sophie's put into this last year. Yeah, and, and we've had drip feeds of Sophie's volunteering for the St. John's Ambulance, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, St. John's Ambulance over COVID. Also now with the Royal Voluntary Service with Edna, talking to Edna on the phone. It's so important. And I mean, my own voluntary service that I've done, it's been so rewarding to me. And really, if you fancy doing any voluntary work, give it a go. I love this, this meeting. And it was so nice that it was actually shown on the Royal Socials as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But guess what, 
Right. Not just that. We had some other news about Sophie. She is currently in New York. Hello, the big apple. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> on a four day visit. So on Commonwealth Day, she joined other representatives of other Commonwealth countries for a ceremony at the Queen Elizabeth II Gardens. She then opened a new office at St. George's Society of New York, which is the second oldest charitable organization in the city. The organization was opened in 1770. Wow. 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 Now, she heard about their work to support vulnerable people with British and Commonwealth heritage in the city. And we saw her join the UN Women's Representatives at a briefing on the impact of the ongoing crisis in Ukraine on women and girls. Now, she also spoke to experts and discussed how to make efforts to protect the human rights of women in Afghanistan. This was a big engagement for Sophie and... I, first off, I love the fact that she went to America and I didn't even know she was going. So boom, yeah. it was like, yeah, she's in New York. It's like, yeah, go Sophie. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess something to you today, Royal Community. Um, I've been super, super busy, as I'm sure you've heard on the podcast. So Rachel has been a trooper in getting together the episodes over the last uh, month or so. And I have not kept up with as much of the socials as I would have usually have done. And today is my first day of new schedule, so to speak. And I went through all of the socials from, gosh, from January up until this point on every single royal family um, social. And I cried. It's, and, <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. I, I got so uh, like tearful because I think because I was so busy, I never really absorbed how much of an effect the royal family has had um, over the last couple of months, especially um, Sophie's engagement on Valentine's Day with the children. Yeah. And honestly, it really got to me. And I think at the time, because I was so busy, I never really absorbed it. And it just hit me. And I think actually, it was all of Sophie's engagements that really choked me up when I went on there. I really feel like maybe it's our perception of Sophie that's changing, but she's really coming into her own. And I love the fact that she was given this opportunity um, as a representative for, you know, Britain um, as a Commonwealth country to, to be there. Right. Do you find it weird seeing Sophie in America, just like on the streets walking around? It's such a weird thing, isn't it? Just to see like a royal um, out in an American street. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite bizarre. Like you said, like we didn't know she was going and it was all, oh, Sophie's in America. Oh, OK, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, like the work that she's doing is really vital and important. You know, I'm so glad she's finally getting the recognition because do you remember when she did that podcast a few months ago. And she was actually saying, the interviewer actually said to her about, you know, basically stepping up. And she was like, well, I've always done this work, but it's kind of like now that it's getting recognised more. Yeah, the, the work has always been the staple. It's now the eyes of the world that's on her as she's, you know, picking up the slack, so to speak, and representing the Queen more in certain things. It's going to be interesting when Charles becomes king to see what role the Earl and the Countess of Wessex takes within the royal family. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's got to be, I think that's going to be a really interesting one moving forward. So speaking of the Earl of Wessex, Prince Edward is in Kenya to see how the Duke of Edinburgh's international ward is having a positive impact on over 40,000 young people who are taking part. Wow. And we also saw him in Aberdeer Open Fields, which is close to treetops, where 70 years ago, 
the queen found out the news that her father had passed away and she was now queen. Yeah. So he then planted a tree. Tree me! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which is one of over 30,000 that has been planted in Kenya by the Duke of Edinburgh's awards participants. Amazing. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And again, didn't know that Edward was going to be in Kenya. Yeah, he just popped up in Kenya all of a sudden. <laughs> just popped up and then I saw him planting a tree and I was like, hello. Uh, hello. He's the figurehead <laughs> now for the Duke of Edinburgh Awards. Yeah, he's the patron, isn't he? He's a, Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's going to be the Duke of Edinburgh at some point in his life. So it's like what I've loved about um, Edward in this in this instance is just him finding his own feet because you know, it was so synonymous with his father, but now he's carving his own path. Yeah. And if you listen to last week's episode and you <laughs> went all the way to the very end, well done if you did. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a not long episode last if week. If you listen to the blooper reel, <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny because there's a bit in it where Michelle's saying, um, oh, we're talking about Sophie and she's like, yeah, and we'll just put in about, you know, what's his face to say that he's No, I there. said, let's put in Sophie and what's his face. I can never yeah. remember his name. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, but it's kind of like everyone forgets about Edward, don't they normally? Yeah. yeah. And now, luckily, I think the Royal Socials are cottoning on. It's like, come on, like, let's pump up the information about the Earl and Countess of Wessex. We're, yeah. we're finally hearing about the news because normally mm. they wouldn't ever post about it. So mm. bravo to the Royal Socials. But I, I actually think, and we've had we have mentioned this on the podcast before, but they definitely need their own social media. Uh, the Princess Royal needs their own social media. Like, if, why not? They do so much. But do you think when the Queen passes, I think that's when it will happen? Most probably. Most probably. Because I don't see Clarence House disbanding and then it become and then moving on to amalgamating into the royal family's socials. It makes no sense to do that. But I think I think we are going to have a massive shakeup when uh, Prince Charles yeah. becomes king. And I think only time will tell with that. Well, talking of Ross's face, we wanted to say a happy belated birthday to Prince Edward, who's celebrating turning 58. So happy birthday, Prince Edward. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, sir. So let's move on to the Duchess of Cornwall. And she opened the new Royal Academy of Dance in Battersea. And if you didn't know, Camilla is vice patron and the queen is patron. And she observed some classes, including the Silver Swans, which is a ballet class for older learners, which Camilla is actually a member of herself. She is. Yes, we covered this on the podcast way back when. I remember. Yes. Would you do any ballet? Like, do you think when you get older, you'll do ballet, Rach? I'd love to do ballet now. I mean, I used to do dance years ago. Um, I I think it's just finding the right class. But um, yeah, I'd give it a go. Yeah. You know, a bit of the old nutcracker. (laughs) <laughs> position three I'd, I'd be the new darcy bustle you know <laughs> move over get those, darcy. Uh, yeah and get those arms in the right position i <laughs> i've never been a ballet girl and it's always been contemporary dance for me i've always gone that route um or i mean i think we've said it before but a good old strictly come dancing kind of um, <laughs> ballroom i could see myself doing that what else we got going on So it was announced that Prince Charles and Camilla will attend the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Rwanda on behalf of Her Majesty in June. So in a statement, Charles said, as the world works to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic and in this jubilee year, it is more important than ever that the countries of the Commonwealth come together. 
And I think now we're really starting to see a more prevalent role of Charles and Camilla and them stepping more into the shoes of the Queen because obviously she's not doing public engagements anymore, mm. is she? It's, it was such a big thing for her not to be at that Commonwealth um the Commonwealth Day uh, service, which obviously we'll talk about in a second, but um, I, I agree with you. And I, I also think this is a very subtle way of the powers to be the, 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 you know, the cogs in the wheel that's turning within the institution to allow us to get used to seeing Charles and Camilla at the helm yeah. and then have the supporting role of, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, because that will be our reality, um, you know, one day in in the future. And we need to start treating and respecting Charles and Camilla in their rightful position. And I think a lot of people won't have that. I mean, the, the so to speak, non-royal fans, it's going to take a while for them to come around to that if they ever do. But royal fans such as ourselves, even we're getting prepped. We're getting, um, you know, it's like a little starter, isn't yeah, it, before the main yeah. course. It's awful to say that because obviously, as we always say, the Queen has to pass away at some point. But I think this is a very subtle way of passing the baton um, to Charles and Camilla. So that's it for the Royal Roundup for this week. A quick whistle-stop tour. So let's move on to the Royal News where we'll be talking about Commonwealth Day. Royal community, thank you so much for being here. If you want to support Rachel and I and keep the podcast on the air, then you can buy us a coffee. It's super easy. You head on over to Kofi, K-O-F-I. There's a link in the show notes. And you can buy Rachel and I a coffee over there. All the money that you give that buys us a coffee goes straight back into the podcast to keep us on the air. We'd like to just extend our thank you for everyone who supported us so far and has has helped us reach one year. So thank you so much in advance. And uh, yeah. Let's get on with the show. Okay, so let's move on to Commonwealth Day. 54 member countries and 2.5 billion citizens celebrated more than 70 years of the Commonwealth Family of Nations and how they are working together to achieve their shared goals. And Her Majesty said in a statement... Our family of nations continue to be a point of connection, cooperation and friendship. It is a place to come together to pursue common goals and the common good, providing everyone with the opportunity to serve and benefit. And she also said, in this year of my Platinum Jubilee, it has given me pleasure to renew the promise I made in 1947 that my life will always be devoted in service. Oh, Rach, I mean... I think service is the word of the year, isn't it? When yeah. it comes to the Platinum Jubilee celebrations and also the Commonwealth Day, it is a devotion of service. And what I'm loving is the Queen reiterating that in these, I want to say pledges, they feel like pledges mm-hmm. rather than quotes. Yeah, because, you know, that that famous 1947 speech was when it was her 21st birthday, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And we all remember her sitting outside and her pledging, you know, whether my life be long or short, is that speech. Everyone remembers that speech, don't they? And that's a speech a couple of uh, podcast episodes ago. We did a very English accent on, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Very bad English accent. (laughs) (laughs) Posh, posh, by the way. So that 
obviously yeah. we I have an English accent Michelle has a, a Welsh accent <laughs> we yeah, don't we were doing like the queen <laughs> we don't we, we were doing an aristocratic English accent which yeah. is very different to ours um what was, we don't live in Chelsea people <laughs> <laughs> we do not live in Chelsea <laughs> that's what makes us who we are um right when the queen um came to power the commonwealth was only eight countries and now it's 54 countries which is amazing yeah and out of those 54 she's head of state of 14 of those countries so she's not head of state of all of the commonwealth she is the figurehead of the commonwealth which is something to be honest i didn't know until recently the head of the commonwealth actually has to be um chosen by the other 54 members and they chose the queen and also they've already decided that prince charles will be head of the commonwealth when the queen passes away yeah which is such a wonderful it, it must be such a i don't say weight off his shoulders but like that is such an omission of we choose you um well yeah prince charles yeah because they could have turned around and said no we don't want you basically exactly they? exactly right I know we didn't have the Commonwealth Day ceremony in 2020 or 2021 because of the ongoing pandemic. So this was so lovely for everyone to have that celebration again. Did you watch it on TV, Rach? Of course I did. I'm working from home. So <laughs> I had my laptop. I was <coughs> working. <laughs> as you do. And I was just like, come on, like, because I love, you know, the whole build up. Yeah. As we've said multiple times. We love a church, we love a service, yeah. we love the hymns. We, you know, there's just, and I I just love when, when they pan to the kids, because all the kids are like, keep looking at, they kept looking at the doors. Where's she coming in? Yeah. Are they when are they coming? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't actually find out till quite late that the Queen wasn't going to be joining the rest of the royal family at the Commonwealth Day. Yeah. Which was quite surprising, actually. I thought they might have announced a little bit earlier than they did. Yeah. And the reason that they said was it wasn't due to illness, but more based on her comfort level whilst traveling because Windsor and London it's still you know quite far I think it's about an hour I've never driven from yeah, London really. to Windsor so I would probably say it's a little bit more oh, than really? an hour but yeah. yeah only only probably about an hour and 20 depending on yeah. traffic not that she'll ever be in traffic but yeah. you know what I mean right yeah um it's gonna be very interesting though Rach to see whether she will go and I'm, I'm sure she will and maybe this is the reason why she chose not to go to the Commonwealth Day uh ceremony because she's actually saving her energy for the Prince Philip memorial service and it's more important I mean I hate to say more important because everything's important yeah. with the Queen but it's more important for her that she represents um, their partnership mm -hmm. in that because she'll have other members of the family and like we said just earlier that she's passing the baton on to that will represent the Commonwealth for her on that behalf but no one can represent her as a wife yeah so. I I was um I've been speaking to a few people on Instagram actually and they were saying um the same sort of thing and I said to be honest I'm not expecting to see her until the jubilee yeah I don't want to see her until the jubilee like let her rest yeah I'm not going to be surprised if she doesn't go to the Philip um Thanksgiving service I think she'll want to be there but she's got to take the advice of her doctors and if her doctors tell her no we don't think it's wise of you to travel yeah then she has to take that advice and I think it's more important 
that she be seen for the Jubilee. Um, I don't think we're going to see her for everything on the Jubilee. I think Troop in the Collar will definitely see her. Unless something drastically changes or happens, I think that's the one thing that we will see her at. But let's not forget, Shell. We've heard her say before that that um, gold carriage, and we've seen the carriage in real life, haven't we, at Buckingham Palace? Yeah. It's not very comfortable because it hasn't got suspension. It's got no suspension. And the other carriages, are they've got air conditioning, cushion seats. The golden carriage is very, very old. It just hasn't been updated in the way that other carriages have. And it makes it such an uncomfortable ride. So for somebody of, you know, she's 95 now, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She'll be be 96 by the time of the Jubilee. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Rach. If I don't see her until the Jubilee, and even if we just see her momentarily within the Jubilee, fine. You know, um, it, Obviously, she will have to make an appearance at some place. I mean, it's her her platinum jubilee. But then I'm not expecting a 96-year-old to be at my beck and call when I want to see her. Yeah, Let her do her thing. And the other members of the family will totally pick up the slack. And I'm happy about that. I can't wait to see the Princess Royal in real life. <laughs> Come on, girl. Get those curlers out. <laughs> so in attendance, we had Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and Princess Alexandra. The Duke and Duchess of Gloucester were supposed to be going, but then the Duke tested positive for COVID. So that's why they were not in attendance. I never knew that about the Duke of Gloucester testing for uh, for COVID. Yeah. Oh. Well, and actually we heard, didn't we, I think the last couple of days, that um, Camilla has been uh, reducing her engagements because she's been suffering with extra, what's the word, extra symptoms from long COVID. Yeah. And I have to say, when I got COVID, um, I was out with long COVID for at least eight weeks. Mm. So the fact that they go back to their schedules that are so full is just, you know, amazing. And we always say about the Queen, but Charles and Camilla are in their 70s, aren't they? So They're in their 70s, exactly. What I loved about Princess Alexandra is when she arrived, she actually went up to the Steel Pans band and you could tell she was like, oh, lovely music, but they were so concentrated on their music. And I think she was like, oh yeah, okay, they can't talk to me right now, I'm going to walk walk on by and then she went and she met members of the clergy and then she moved over to the other side because obviously that's when William and Catherine came in and Charles and Camilla were the last to come in as we know when the queen is in attendance she's always the last to come in but as the queen's representatives it was Charles and Camilla did you find it strange when they played the fanfare for Charles and Camilla Do you know what? I was actually going to say this this was the first time I really felt like we were seeing King Charles and Queen yeah. Camilla. Yeah. I've it, it, we've never we haven't actually spoke about this outside of the podcast, by the way, Royal Community. No. We're literally just talking about this now. And it's funny that me and you f- said the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I felt like, oh, that's so strange at the fanfare. And then there's Prince Charles and Camilla. Again, can you it's so subtle the psychological cues that the mm-hmm. the royal family are drip feeding because yeah. it's so necessary now. Rach, I have to say. The Queen, we did see some pictures on the social. She's looking amazing. Did you see her in that gold number? Yeah, she's done a few virtual um, audiences this week, hasn't she? And she met the Governor General of Canada, Her Excellency, the Right Honourable Mary Simon, and Mr Whit Fraser for tea at Windsor Castle. Yeah, she was in a few, on a few virtual engagements, a few audiences, and then we saw her in person today, and she was meeting the poet Grace Nichols, who won the award for the Queen's Gold 
medal for poetry. Yeah. And she, I thought she looked fabulous. Little gold number. I thought this gold number was amazing. She really, she really sparkles in gold, doesn't she? I just, I just thought she looked lovely. Really, really lovely. So although we are, we're being cautious with the queen. I think the people around her are being super cautious. I, I'm not too worried right now i'd rather her just keep going the way she is and allowing the rest of the family to um take the helm right rach i know you're chomping at the bit to talk about Catherine's dress what's going on with it oh i loved it show i absolutely loved it so Catherine was wearing a Catherine walker coat dress um royal blue and i thought this was a subtle hint to the ukraine yeah possibly possibly like her majesty does in her dressing i think it was that subtle hint um Hair goals, <laughs> actual hair goals. I loved the um, the pillbox hat. I thought that was so chic and she just looked absolutely fabulous. Um, we then saw when Charles and, once Charles and Camilla arrived and they'd greeted the clergy, there was like a bit of a family, you know, oh, hello, how are you? And some kisses on the cheeks. And that was really nice to see. Because we forget they come from different palaces. They, they haven't seen each other that day. Yeah, exactly. It's not just, oh, hello, you know, I've seen you at breakfast this morning. Yeah, they might not have seen each other for a while. You just, we just don't know, do we? Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was just so great to see the four of them together. And I think, um, as we were saying before, it, it gives a real sense of what the royal family is going to look like and the image they will portray once the queen is no longer with us and those four are at the helm yeah. of the monarchy. I tell you what, I think the queen couldn't be prouder of those four. And we, we say four, but you know, it's it's the, the princess royal as well. It's the Earl and Countess of Wessex. It's all the supporting members of the family as well. But I think, to be honest, the Queen can literally just step back now and say, I've taught them all they know. They're doing an amazing job. They've got this. Mm. Did you see the service itself? Well, I'm going to (laughs) be... We had to press uh, record on the podcast and I was literally, I haven't even seen the bit with the kisses. (laughs) So I I stopped it just as, um, so the fanfare happened and then Charles and Camilla were meeting the clergy and then obviously we we have to record. So I was trying to get in as much as I can, but the BBC iPlayer didn't have any like two speed that I could um, (laughs) speed it up a little bit, but I can't really comment on the rest of it because I haven't watched it. Well, there were some amazing performances, um, different people throughout the commonwealth were represented in song and music um and and i think that's always you know nice to see and hear um and all the commonwealth flags were brought in before charles camilla and and william and catherine walked down the aisle and i always think whenever they're in westminster does um do william and catherine ever think oh you know 10 years ago (laughs) of course they do of course they do it's a very special place for them and I actually found out the Commonwealth Service used to be in Martin in the fields the at the church there but the Queen wanted to move it to Westminster Abbey so it's been there for for a while also what I loved about this ceremony is it's multi-faith so even though it was in a church yeah, it's just wonderful to have a multi-faith ceremony. And when you watch the service show, you'll see that there was um, several leaders of the different faith groups that were giving um, readings for the Commonwealth and celebrating the day itself. I love that. I love it. I'm so interested in other people's religions and, uh, you know, what they believe in and why they believe in things. It's just remarkable to me. And um, these 
these religions have been going you know through centuries and they're still prevalent now and still making a difference in today's society the fact that it's multicultural i just love it multicultural multi-faith bring it on bring it on but guess what rach we are going to be really excited because the cambridges are going to be in the caribbean aren't they so tomorrow so we're recording this on wednesday tomorrow um william and Catherine will be attending the saint patrick's day parade in oldershot and then on friday that's when they start their caribbean tour yeah i am so excited about the caribbean tour so excited so at the moment we still don't know whether the children will accompany them or not and it is actually still term time at school so but then they could take a tutor with them if they feel like the kids are going to miss out on their school but then if they do leave the children it will be the longest time that they have been apart from them how long is their caribbean tour i think it's over a week wow that's brilliant yeah yeah I mean, they've taken George on a few. They've taken Charlotte. Has Louis been on a few tours? No, because he's only three, don't forget, yeah. isn't he? So he's, you know, is COVID. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course, because I think he would have already been on a tour by now. But because of COVID, yeah. it's put a spanner in the works. You don't know, actually. They might be there. Yeah, so it could. they could surprise us all on Friday, be at the airport, because you know what it's like. They always have that airport shot, don't they, of them yeah. getting on a British Airways flight. Flight, yeah. <laughs> And then, oh. you know, doing the old wave. and Yeah. Yeah, so they'll be in one outfit. And then when they arrive in the Caribbean, Catherine will change it into change. another. Yeah. But remember, we've got, at the moment, um, Edward's in Kenya. We've then got Charles and Camilla going to Rwanda. And then also we've got Sophie and Edward going on there. I want to say like a, a mini Caribbean tour as well. They're going to St. Lucia and they're going to a few places. So, Rach, I'm so excited about next week. It's going to be a brilliant episode. So excited. I just can't wait. The outfits, you know, I'm here for the fashion. <laughs> the engagements, who they're going to meet. I can't wait to see who they're going to meet, what they, what t- type of engagements they're going to be on because one of their first engagements as a married couple was a Commonwealth tour, wasn't it? It was, yeah. They went to Canada. So, um, yeah, it's going to be super, super exciting. I mean, we, we love the Cambridges. We love a royal tour. What's best is Cambridge royal tour. So there we go. <laughs> uh, um, lots and lots coming up on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, for being part of the royal community. Thank you so much. A year and counting for us. Um, if you'd like to know more about Rachel and I, come on over to Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsors Pod. You can also email us at Keeping Up The Windsors Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. Just search Keeping Up With The Windsors. Amazing. And also, if you'd like to support Rachel and I and keep the podcast on the air, you can head on over to Kofi, K-O-F-I, search Keeping Up With The Windsors and buy Rachel and I a coffee. And don't forget, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review or rate. We would be eternally grateful if you could do that for us. Yeah, we don't want a four-star, a three-star, or two, or a one. <laughs> we love five-star ones, please. <laughs> thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week on keeping Keeping up with the the Windsors. windsors